Oh, oh, wow. That sounds like a sports game and somebody just scored a touchdown, but that's not what it is at all. Not even close. Good Monday. This is the Chocolate Knox with your cross politic daily news brief for Monday, November 8th, 2021. Oh, you know what that is? That's the sound of breaking news so early. What is this? Are you serious? I have to read this. Breaking, breaking news from Big Bird. His Twitter account reads, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Mrs. Eric Hill even said I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. We'll get to more of Big Bird and Sesame Street, along with CNN, later in this news brief. But there's more with Kyle Rittenhouse, too. So there's a lot to wait for in this news brief. In case you haven't heard, the bipartisan infrastructure bill is finally on its way to the president's desk. And everyone said, yay. After months of intense debate between Democrats, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi on Friday, secured passage of an approximately $1.2 million infrastructure bill to upgrade the nation's roads, bridges, pipes, ports, broadband, uh, and other public works. So, you know what this means? Pete Buttigieg just got a nice big paycheck to do a whole lot of things with your money. The Senate House approved the measures of the bipartisan basis on early August. But the legislation then languished in the House as liberal lawmakers refused to back the measures without assurance that Biden's broader social spending package would be approved. The bulk of the funding comes from repurposing unspent coronavirus relief money and tightening enforcement on reporting gains from cryptocurrency investments. (laughs) The bill would add about $256 billion to the deficit, according to the Congress budget office but the real question is what's actually in the bill well we'll get to that in just a second but first it is said that carrying a gun is not supposed to be comfortable it's supposed to be comforting shannon his team over at works believe a holster should be pleasant concealable and accessible works w-e-r-k-z works light bearing holsters are designed to work with a range of different attachments So you can find the optimal carrying style that suits you best. I carry one. I love having a light just in case I'm in a dark place. You know what I'm saying? Use their holster finder at works, W-E-R-K-Z dot com forward slash cross politic. That's works dot com forward slash cross politics. So you can carry comfortably and be prepared to defend yourself day or night. Colonel Jeff Cooper carrying a gun is not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be comforting. The chocolate knocks. Work kind of does both of those together. So go check them out. They support us and you should support them. So what's in the bill? What's in the bill? $550 billion in new investments. That's what's in the bill. Almost half of the $1.2 trillion package is going toward new investments in transportation, utilities, and population remediation. Transportation gets $284 billion. Utilities, $240 billion. Roads and bridges, $1.10 billion. It's funny because they've pushed roads and bridges as being the most important thing. 
They're only getting 110 billion. Power infrastructure, 65 billion. Now this one's interesting. Broadband. When did that become infrastructure? Because it's not just government being able to have the internet. Read this. This is from them. Broadband, 65 billion. There is a major focus in the bill on expanding broadband in rural areas and low income communities. Stop. Pause. Why is that? Well, because the government doesn't have their hands all the way in the pockets of the rural communities. This has been a bipartisan priority for years. <laughs> Insert laugh track. But the White House estimates that about 30 million Americans still do not have our hands in their. I'm sorry. Still do not have reliable Internet access, which became a major issue for schooling and work during the pandemic. Uh huh. About 14 million of the funding would go towards making monthly Internet bills more affordable for low income Americans. Hey, I'm going to tell you again, don't take the cookie. Railroads gets $66 billion. Water infrastructure, $55 billion. Public transit, $39 billion. Yikes. Resilience. I didn't know what this one was, but resilience, $47 billion. The resiliency funding falls mainly into the categories of cybersecurity and climate change mitigation. Hmm. There is funding to help protect infrastructures from attacks, along with funding the address of droughts, floodings, wildfires, and mitigation of coastal erosion with big issues affecting many parts of the nation as weather becomes more and more extreme. Not to mention that we're going to build the wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not in here. <laughs> maybe that'll be on next year's infrastructure. But since we're so concerned about security, you would think that maybe we should kind of protect our borders, but that's not inside of the resiliency, at least this time. Airports are going to get $25 billion. That's going to go to really kind of all of the towers that we see out there for airport control, they're going to rebuild some of that stuff and give that an update. Ports are going to get $17 billion. Here's a tricky one. Electric vehicles. Their government's going to invest in those, buses and other things like that. And actually the making of vehicles so that you can purchase them so they can tell you when you can't drive your car anymore because it'll be shut off. So if we ever have another pandemic, you won't have to worry about going anywhere because the government will have a power button. They can just shut your vehicle off for you. That's $15 billion to a electric vehicles. Road safety, $11 billion. Reconnecting communities. They're going to put a billion dollars in that. Love to see what that looks like. Western water infrastructure is going to get $8 billion. Population remediation is going to get $21 billion. An additional $5 billion is made up of small provisions to eight different groups. Hmm. Totaling $550 billion new dollars of spending. This was um, your transport secretary, Pete Buttigieg, as he was asked the question of how are you going to deconstruct all the racism by the infrastructure? You give us the construct of how you will deconstruct the racism that was built into the roadways that you talked to the Rio earlier when you broke that information with us. Can you talk to us about 
how that could be deconstructed? For sure, yeah. So you know, the principle of Justice 40 is that at least 40% of the clean investments in this bill will go to benefit the communities that are overburdened, overburdened and, and underserved. So part one of that is defining those, those investments that are eligible, and that's a lot of it. And we're working to map out kind of program by program, mode by mode, uh, what would qualify. For example, if we're uh, buying clean buses, right, how do we make sure in terms of where those buses go? But also looking at the business opportunity, the jobs that are going to be created, the businesses that, that uh, will have a chance to compete uh, for, for the business opportunities it creates. That, too, I think is a very important element of equity here that's in the spirit of Justice 40. And, again, we have a lot of guidance and oversight from the White House since that's an administration-wide initiative. But we know that we've got to build our own internal uh, kind of ways of, of uh, aligning and defining that inside the administration. As to where we target those, those dollars, you know, I, I'm still surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed to the fact that uh, if a highway was built for the purpose of di dividing a white and a black neighborhood, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or that would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by, that that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that simple reality. And I think we have everything to gain by acknowledging it and then dealing with it, which is why the reconnecting communities, that billion dollars, is something we want to get to work right ah. away. Uh, uh, Putting to work. But that's such a heavy lift. I mean, you have to reconstruct communities that this happened to. As you said, some of these beltways and, and interstates and roadways were built before the Civil Rights Act, before the Voting Rights Act, and were made meant to be racist. But how do you go about redefining and replanning these roadways and communities that are already settled in? Yeah. Um, so uh, what's interesting is it's going to vary by community, and we have to listen to the community. Sometimes it really is the case that an overpass went in a certain way that is so harmful that it's got to come down or maybe be put underground. Other times, maybe it's not that way. Maybe the really important thing is to connect across it, to add rather than subtract. And that's where we don't want to impose a one-size-fits-all answer uh, from here. But when we were out in Syracuse, for example, looking at I-81, we saw the local vision uh, for how they want to get past those divisions, and those local ideas are going to be taken very seriously as we try to meet the spirit of this law this is uh, insane this is a couple words i was looking for that's that's one of them this is insane if i'm a black person and i am and let's just say that i have not a short memory so i can probably go back in history and find out a few things and i say oh one second was it the government that put those things in place to begin with why would i want the same people who is so good at creating all of this segregation come back in and resegregate everything again? Why would I trust the infrastructure of the last infrastructure who put the same infrastructure in place? I don't think that's going to work for me. How about y'all just completely get out of my world, get out of my business, let me figure out. And the second thing, who's going to be looking at this and defining what is racism and what isn't racism? And does it still work? that way the homosexual Buttigieg we trust this insane man who doesn't know actually how to have sex with a woman boy that's gonna be fun how that plays out Emilio Estevez Estevez I think I said that right Emilio Estevez fired from the Mighty Duck show over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate report listen to this Emilio Estevez is listed as an anti-vaxxer celebrity 
The Golden Globes nominated actor will not return to the second season of Disney's Plus, The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers, after he was told he needed to be vaccinated against COVID-19, according to the deadline. Estevez, one of the series leaders and stars of the original Mighty Ducks film, reportedly tried negotiating around the mandate with the show's production studio. But when the two reached an impasse, the studio told Estevez it wouldn't renew his contract and that the show would write around his character. Estevez is the second star in the last many weeks to leave a production over the COVID-19 vaccine. You can't forget about Ice Cube, who dropped out of the Sony comedy. Oh, hell no. That's actually the name of the comedy and gave up nine million dollars of a paycheck last week after he was told he needed to receive the vaccine as well. Miles Teller also cost Paramount Plus's the offer six million dollars after his positive COVID-19 test forced the production to shut down. Wow, you can't hardly even act nowadays. More breaking news. Here's a tweet from the city of Santa Monica. Quote, if you're out and about and notice a business that isn't making sure their customers are in compliance with the mask mandate, you can call 311 and they will send one of our health ambassadors to do a business check. We'll keep you posted on where this goes. That's insane. Austria bans the unvaccinated from restaurants as COVID-19 starts to surge there. Austria said on Friday that it's barring those that are not fully vaccinated from COVID-19 from cafes, restaurants, hairdressers, pretty much anything that causes you to breathe. Yeah, you can't really go there unless you've been vaccinated. As infections approach the record set for a year and the government struggles to convince holdouts to get the shot. Yeah, because... They don't want it. Maybe they've had COVID already and they don't need to take it because you can spread COVID just as much as somebody who is unvaccinated with the vaccine. So it doesn't really serve a purpose for them. But enough of that. Roughly 64 percent of Austria's population is fully vaccinated against COVID-19, which is in line with the European Union's average. But it's one of the lowest rates in Western Europe. Many Austrians are skeptical about the vaccine. Rightly so, as is the far right Freedom Party, far right Freedom Party, the third biggest party in Parliament. While those dining out will have to show they have been vaccinated, the waiters serving them <laughs> will not. Did you know more than seventy-five percent of those raised in evangelical Presbyterian Reformed churches don't pursue any kind of Christian higher education? Sad and not really that surprising. Cornerstone Work and Worldview Institute is seeking to provide a new, exciting and affordable option for Christians. Quote, our mission is to build kingdom culture in the workplace by equipping our students in a Trinitarian worldview and vocational competencies. Our low cost full time program offers integrative course modules, internships and mentoring so our students can finish debt free with vocational preparation, a robust faith and financial potential to build strong, godly families and homes rooted in their communities and churches long term. Amen. Hallelujah. Our program is offered face to face in beautiful southern Illinois or remotely anywhere that you are. Visit our website at www. No one says that anymore. Cornerstonework.org. That is cornerstonework.org to find out more about enrolling. 
Breaking news. More breaking news. Just need to call this the breaking news section. <laughs> Elmo was recently on CNN, and you know, this happened. COVID vaccine. My mommy and my papi took me to get it this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rosita, that's great. Getting the COVID vaccine is a great way to stay healthy. See, my mommy and my papi said that it will help keep me, my friends, my neighbors, my abuela all healthy. Your parents are absolutely right. You know, COVID vaccines are now available for children five years and older. And the more people who get them, the better we're going to be able to help stop the spread of COVID and keep everyone healthy. Breaking news, in case your kids were watching CNN and needed to hear that message from Elmo and Rosita. You know, it's funny, Big Bird's Twitter. (laughs) If your kids are on Twitter, forget Big Bird, shame on you. And, and if your kids are watching CNN, just just smack yourself. I want you to run a bowl of water and I want you to put your face in it and maybe you'll baptize that stupidness off of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Anyway, last but not least, <laughs> I think his name is Gage Grasscruz. He was the one that Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the arm while he was reaching for his gun to shoot Kyle Rittenhouse. So this is a quick update on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This just recently happened. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. Oh, that's it! That's it! Directed verdict. Directed verdict on all the murder charges. Kyle knows. Yeah. Directed verdict on the murder charges. Oh, wow. He He just exhaled. Kyle, oh, he looks like he's gonna cry. How do you not? How do you not? How do you not acquit after that? Look at bigger. Look at bigger. Look at the look at big boy. Oh, oh big boy. <laughs> okay, you have to go watch this clip. There's there's multiple reasons to watch this clip. So this this is Gage Grossroots Grossroots. I think I said that right. Who was the guy that Kyle Rittenhouse shot in self defense? First of all, this whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial in case it's a it's a sham it's they're just trying to lynch this boy for no this is horrible but kyle rittenhouse was defending himself it's been obvious from the videotape kyle's lawyers question gage and gage just well tells the truth because it's evident what's going on but watching these three lawyers rakita law legal bites and legal mindset okay we all this trial stuff is online. You can watch the clip, but watching them react to the clip like this is Monday night football or something takes this to a whole nother level. And this is amazing to me. So first of all, way to go, Kyle Rittenhouse. They're right. This is done. Wrap this joker up. But have you noticed the way that we are gathering and getting information and learning about things and what these guys are doing in this clip is just phenomenal. Three lawyers coming together to work through the issues of Kyle Rittenhouse's trial. And so it's both this entertainment and information thing happening symbiotically. Oh, that is so awesome. And I was just, wouldn't it be great if we can do things like that here at Fight Laugh Feast where we can have people who are skilled in their craft 
to be able to take something like this and engage it with people who don't have all day to watch C-SPAN and, and, you know, all these other, other trials. This is the new form of media and entertainment where we can get these two worlds together, information and entertainment put together in a way that is bite-sized and engageable. And I just thought, wow, you learn so much from what I want to watch their whole show. Matter of fact, I want to create a whole show like it, which is why you support <laughs> Rowdy Christian Media here at Fight Laugh Feast. Go download the app, Fight Laugh Feast app at your favorite app store. Hey, and become a Fight Laugh Feast club member because what we want to do is to be able to have those kind of things built into the cake over here at Fight Laugh Feast. So support Rowdy Christian Media and maybe we can do some things like that with our own sports commentators, our own lawyers, and other forms of entertainment that give great information. Help us build a Rowdy Christian robust media here at Fight Laugh Feast. Become a club member. God bless.